0: These are uncertain times. This is why The Registry continues to bring its grounded and informed news coverage of everything real estate, to keep you informed and better prepared to meet the challenges of the industry. We are able to deliver the reliable news you trust because of generous readers who support our work. Thank you to your commitment to journalism, especially now. And if you're not a subscriber yet, you can join us at TheRegistrySF.com. Today we sit down with John Thatch, senior principal at the Darling Group in San Francisco. John oversees the design innovation and design quality control at the firm. As a leader and mentor, he places a special focus on staff education and professional development for the benefit of everyone at his firm. John often gains inspiration for design through travel and walking the great cities of the world, which I'm sure he misses these days, seizing and sharing experiences and the smallest details of a place. John joins us today to discuss the impact of COVID-19 on the design industry and how it stands to be transformed in the years to come. John, good morning. How are you? Fine, thank you. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Are you sheltering in place like the rest of the country is doing or should be doing?
1: Yes, we are in uh, Truckee, California right now. We, Our main house, our family house is actually up here um, and we just have a a little place in Walnut Creek, but it's, it's, it's been interesting being uh, in this house. Um, it's, it's been good for us.
0: Great. That's great. So uh, John, tell us a little bit about uh darling group and some of the work that you do, the countries where you guys are, you know, present uh, just a little background for the listeners to understand who the company is.
1: We are about a 40, we're over 40 years old. Uh, I started with Doug Dolan out of college in '76, and it was the two of us. And it's grown to a firm about we're approximately about 150 people, uh, with four offices on the West Coast: in Bellevue, Washington, and Pleasanton, and California, also in Irvine and in downtown San Diego. And I forgot one office. We just opened a small office actually in Oakland. Okay. And we are have associated offices that we work with dalen offices in china and shanghai and beijing uh, we i think prime consider ourselves i say community architects about who we are and how we developed over the, our 40 years about doing residential housing doing the land planning to create these communities offices you know athletic centers community centers and worked a lot with cities recently as creating you know more of their community centers. so I really like to think of ourselves as community architects. We can put a community together uh, for residents, for offices, for different things. And I think a big thing for us, as far as who we are, I think we look at ourselves as creating places for people uh, that help invigorate their lives, make their lives better. And that's a big part of you know how I got into you know this business of architecture. Right. You know after I stopped growing and my basketball career was over. Um, architecture was really my focus about maybe how we can create a better world and what we do. And I think that's a big part of what our firm does.
0: Great, great. We'll we'll, we'll talk about those community spaces in, in a couple of minutes. I do want to uh, just get a perspective from you, you know, how 2019 was, how that year kind of closed off. And, you know, back in December of 2019, how was 2020 looking to you guys? Well,
1: 2020 was... A- Looking really good. We had a very good end of 2019. Uh, things were moving really well. But, um, we had you know new technology as as far as Revit, uh, different things that we've been doing, and, and also outsourcing some of our work. We are becoming, I think, more effective than ever, and what we are doing as a firm so we were uh, very much looking forward to 2020 and, and doing well through the first couple months and maybe keeping our eye on what was happening in china at that time uh, with our offices over there which where we we're hearing how affected they were being uh, we have projects in the wuhan area and we had staff in our china officer actually were stuck there so we were hearing about it early on and, and really thinking about it and, and worried about it but we were proceeding very strongly through the first couple months and 2020.
0: Yeah, was the hope that it just won't be able to jump over the ocean, I suppose, or that perhaps the you know, disease would be contained? Um, what were some of the kind of initial things that you were seeing from your offices over there?
1: It seemed like it was more severe than the SARS concern that happened a few years ago, You know what we we're hearing from them over there. But I don't think it really hit us that strongly probably until you know probably in February where we really started thinking about it and found out you know our staff was being they you know who had traveled to Wuhan for their project weren't able to get back home to Beijing. So I think we started getting you know stronger concerns and started thinking about you know, what this might mean. Um, probably mid february
0: right right so it 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 comes to our shores and obviously uh uh both in California and in washington where you have offices um you know the governors responded relatively quickly and 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 swiftly um what did this mean for your firm how did you guys um you know react uh maybe just you know some kind of personal anecdotes in terms of um you know how the how the firm reacted to the to the changes
1: I think it was interesting. I think with the changes I think early on we sort of knew we met might be working remotely. Uh, our IT group, you know, looked at Microsoft team as a as a program that has worked really well for us and kept us connected, so we started educating our staff on that tool uh, that we can, you know, still be connected even if we're working remotely. So and I think, you know, that was interesting. I sort of I thought maybe we we're going too far ahead. To be honest on myself, but then it really Panned out in the end as far as us really with staff getting to know some of the technology, how we can connect on the Internet even more than we have in the past. Right. But it was, uh, but it was, it was, it was interesting as far as, you know, I talked to my dad. He's like, about something personal. My dad uh, turned 91 in November. And I asked my dad, is there anything been like this in your lifetime? So there's not been anything close. You know, he talked about rationing and stuff in World War II and the Korean War and things like that. But he said there was nothing close to this. So I think for all of us, this was like totally new ground as far as, you know, what was happening.
0: Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, what is going on with your projects and and your work um, across the country and 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 elsewhere? Are you seeing uh, what 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 are you seeing? Maybe maybe let's start there.
1: Well, I think what we're seeing is, is I think we're still relatively busy. We've seen this, the sort of the housing side, which I thought we do a lot of for sale housing, townhouses, single family homes. Uh, That's still been going fairly well. I think most of our clients feel fairly confident about what's going to come in the outcome of this. Uh, A lot of them are selling homes, you know, through the Internet, doing remote things that um, are slowed down, but they are still selling homes and they're looking very positively in the future right now. On the uh, multifamily apartment side, that's a little softer as far as what's happening there. And we've had a, a couple clients, say take a pause. We've had uh, a couple other clients that could just slow down. You don't need to go as fast as we thought we needed to go by the end of the year. And, uh, you know, also what I've heard on uh, multifamily council, and they've talked about, uh, you know, collecting rent was a big issue for a lot of the developers, owners of apartment projects. And they were saying they're prime properties, what they call their A type properties are doing well as far as people being able to pay their rent, uh, I think mostly because these people can work remotely, but more of their B and C type properties and more remote locations weren't doing as well as far as getting their, uh, their renters to pay, you know, the more the workforce housing is where really things have been been hurting for people and also for some of our clients. Uh, The civic side. We're still working on those. But but a lot of things is people are positive right now, but they are maybe attentive, maybe having us slow things down a little bit as far as what we're doing. Right. Uh, The the other big item that's happening is, is I think it's evolving is is cities are, are figuring out how to do planning commission meetings how to do city council meetings uh design review board meetings uh, they're starting to figure out how to do that remotely so a lot of our projects have not slowed down because depending on how the cities work and what their policies are so a big thing for us is finding out what cities are doing what cities progressive cities are doing that we can make other cities aware of so uh A big thing is, you know, communication and what's happening, Um, because a big part of architecture today is getting designs and getting approvals through cities. So that's a a process that takes quite a bit of time, especially in California, and quite a bit of interaction with government agencies.
0: Yeah, and I can see how that can certainly, you know, slow down and um, be impacted. Are you also seeing um, a certain, you know, you know, people hit the pause button, depending on how far the project is in its development phase. So if something's in the ground already, you know, project is underway in construction, that maybe is moving along. But if it's more at the sort of permitting phase, it's, um, you know, less so. uh, how, How has that been impacted? And also, is it different geographically, you know, meaning in the Pacific Northwest, are you seeing, you know, a different sort of attitude than maybe in California?
1: Actually, I have not on the West Coast. It's, it's been more by, I would say, lo- local jurisdiction. It's been more even localized, like, again, in the, uh, you know, Northwest marketplace where we work. You know, there's you know, several different jurisdictions we work, and it really depends on the jurisdiction. Um, Seattle has been, uh, it took a while, but now they said, here's how we process, and we know how we process through them. So that hasn't slowed down. As far as our clientele, it's, it's that's been pretty similar. It's been more, uh, you know, how they've, what I just talked about as far as for sale and apartments and multifamily, um, the office side, like we've, we've, is is very, very slow. Uh, That's one of the things also deemed by the government is not essential, so that has slowed down. Uh, One of the pluses of that slowing down is I think some construction prices have come down on the residential, so we may see a little bit of relief. On the construction side for residential, since that most of residential still deemed as essential, right? Um, so it's 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 been a little bit of a mixed bag, and I don't right now it, it's been more by local jurisdiction than maybe overall re, overall region as far as you know maybe effects.
0: Yeah, understood. So um, tell us a little bit about um, you know you mentioned earlier uh, when when we started off about you know your specialties in you know creating these spaces and places um, tell us a, tell us a little bit about that and kind of how that's differentiated you know you guys overall and maybe um, highlight some of these projects that have been successful in the past and then let's kind of um, you know think about what that means going forward right and what these you know social locations uh, might might look like in the future
1: I think for us uh, you know some of the projects I think are have been really successful. Um, like Rivermark, Evergreen, um, even Blackhawk Country Club, which is sort of the roots of our firm in the Bay Area, is, I think, the diversity of our firm that differentiates us. Yes, I think a lot of firms specialize in certain things, uh, where our firm has, uh, again, planning. We have health and schools. We have the residential, like I said, of all t- you know, rental and for sale. Uh, we do civic work, um, offices. So we have a firm that we do a lot of different things, which, again, maybe helps buffer us in an economy as far as, you know, how we use our resources and what we're working on. So I think as far as looking at projects, you know, Rivermark is a really good example in Santa Clara. uh, As far as just creating a community of 1,500 homes, there's office space, there's a resident, there's a retail center. But looking at how we can create, you know. Communities. How we. It's not just about houses. It's about maybe public spaces. How the houses work. How we. How we create a sense of community and how we plan a project. You know, again, it's just not the houses or the architecture. It's a really good combination of, of you know, the planning, landscape, and architecture. How you put that together to enhance people's lives. And I think in the future, I think it's going to be interesting as far as what we do. Again, a lot of right now is, is thinking about the future it is. Uh, I, I see, you know, the home is becoming even more important than the past. I'm spending right. a lot more time right. in my home. <laughs> I think all of us are what design is. I'm uh, maybe I'm an architect, but I imagine other people are also noticing maybe what works in their house, what doesn't maybe how, maybe I can need to have a flex office space in the house. How, how is that going to work? And a little bit I was talking to somebody else is that uh, we have not done work for Facebook, but we took a tour of their, their facility in the Bay area and, looking at how they work with a great big open office but they also have these sort of private little spaces you know actually for one person two persons you know a group of people uh you know for maybe more private meetings i wonder if that's something that a house has it's maybe not a home office anymore maybe it's almost like a little closet where you can get away because i know how i work i'll work at the dining room table here or at a big table but then like i am now with you is i'm i'm in the bedroom because i want to have a private conversation right
0: today. right and
1: and how we how we go about designing a home to be more flexible and and also maybe uh, more personal how people maybe look at their home it's, it's not just my abode but it's also it's, it's it makes me distinct this is what makes me so i think it's going to be interesting as far as the workplace and and the home uh, what it's going to be like for you know people thinking about how how i live i think that's i think that's a big thing about maybe a, a, a positive about this corona virus is that I think it's making us think maybe about how we live our lives maybe a little bit more
0: yeah <clears throat> there's every indication that some of the trends that were bubbling up over the last decade will certainly be accelerated at this point um, and um, you know heightened just given the fact that you know we are uh, you know forced to do work a certain way going forward and I can I can see that are you are, are there any specific studies have you already started talking to some of your clients about this I'd, I'd love to kind of um, you know get some uh, you know specific ideas and, and and maybe some some concrete example or you know anecdotes that you could share about how that's already starting to evolve
1: well I think for us I mean again I, part of it it's been interesting to me is a is trying to be maybe more connected. I'm probably having more meetings, more connecting with my clients through Microsoft Teams, Zoom, or WebExes. Um, and it, it's interesting on their part, I think they're looking at things that maybe how we, especially maybe in the higher density, you know, multifamily work you are doing, how we create more away or private space for residents they're gonna wanna have. So we're looking at maybe how um, the outdoor space and sometimes when they're just small balconies, uh, we really need to make those more um you know furnishable spaces where people that's they can go outside but still be maybe away from people maybe it overlooks you know uh what's going on down below on the street or a courtyard but i think looking at say say the private space or a private open space in a in a multifamily project i think is going to be more important where we're actually in the past we've been going the other way and i think that's what we've talked with with several our, our multifamily clients uh, as far as the other thing we've been thinking about and talking to a few clients about is, you know, there's, there was a big push in the past about doing front porches. And maybe front porches are going to be even a bigger item because maybe that's, again, that's sort of your public space. Maybe you're sitting on your porch and you're communicating with your neighbors, you know, across the way and right. the store and over, you know, you know that you, you have sort of the social distancing. Uh, but, uh, that's something we have we've talked about with clients, uh, and I think something we in our next projects we are definitely looking at is maybe some of that the the, the space in front of a house is important. Uh, a, a good example of that from the past is like Balboa Island in Southern California. Is they don't have backyards; they just have these front courtyards and front terraces and uh, little façades, and it's you know how it's a very social community, but there is sort of at the same time there is social distancing. So those are, I think, things we've seen, and it's also, I think I mentioned before, something we talked about with another client about with maybe offices, the need for offices maybe peaking or actually going the other way is what can we do with these office spaces, and uh, we really talked about maybe doing a study, uh, possibly with one of the, the big tech companies up in the Northwest, which I can't say at this point, but looking at maybe one of their office buildings that isn't being used extensively right now maybe we do a study for it and see what it costs to convert it to a residential building right so so those are especially when we need so much housing today we're still very short uh, so those are i think things we're looking at we're, we're looking at and again sort of big picture items and i don't have a great answer for it yet how do we create uh social spaces that still you know people feel feel safe because i think people still want to interact
0: that's right. That's right. Your, you said your firm has been around for about 40 or so years. Um, every every yes. enterprise that I think has you know, sustained itself over several cycles um, is you know, clearly thinking about the future. Also, tell us a little bit about, you know, John, what Darling Group is doing to kind of think about you know, what's going to happen in the next cycle and how you might be preparing yourself as a, as a design firm to get there.
1: Well, I think the big thing is, is is make each of our different groups strong. Uh, again, the diversity I think really helps who we are. I think we're, I think looking at how we strengthen that and, and each of the groups, you know, being stronger. The other item is also I think which is overall is is how we interconnect our different segments of our business as far as what we do together to you know create a bigger impact and, and create strength in what we do. And the thing that's been evolving with our company is um, we've been outsourcing work. Uh, we also have a we talk about we have an office in Kansas City. We have an office in, uh, in Denver. And we talk about we have an office in South America. Uh, these are staff members who worked with us, but they decided their lifestyle wanted to change, but they still wanted to work with us. So we we have single people in those off in their homes, in those areas. And I think that's something I think that will continue as far as what we do as a firm is being able to have, you know, talented people, but they can live where they want to live and, and work, you know, remotely and work other places. And the other item I think we just, we've been looking at, and again, it's been a trend which I think, again, was strengthens and has more reasoning because of what's happening recently is, is outsourcing other groups, you know, assisting and collaborating with other groups uh, on, on work. And um, and I think the big thing again, part of it is also as far as the future is is knowing how important our staff is and how uh, we can educate them and how we can collaborate more.
0: Yeah, um, and then my final two questions, John. One is focused on um, kind of lessons learned from the last you know recession, the last cycle, and kind of what you are doing today to um, you know implement some of those, and then you know what what do you where do you see the future of architecture and design well as
1: far as what we learned from the last cycle i think we learned to be flexible and also i think you know look at opportunities you know we survived the last downturn i think did very well the last downturn is we we started to work in china you know we had the opportunity um, to, to work in china and uh, we had actually, you know, with the last session, we had laid off a lot of people and most of the people we were able to hire back because we, you know, worked hard and you know, saw the opportunity in China to continue what we were doing on the West Coast. So I think a big thing for us is looking at opportunity keeping keep our eyes open. And I think through what's happened recently, being connected with our clients and find out what moves and things that they are thinking about uh, in the future and how we maybe look at. Uh, Maybe design ideas like we're talking about for the office converted that residential how we maybe look at those things now and maybe do studies maybe they're not actually real now but maybe do charrettes on different things as far as what might happen in the future and I think being always you know eyes open and and looking around um, that's definitely for me you know I like walking around I like talking to people and seeing what's new what's out there and how people are reacting to it. So I think just being aware of, of your environment and, and and talking to people, I think that's to me the biggest preparation of, of what you do, and also like I mentioned earlier, is, is doing design studies on on opportunities that maybe aren't real right now but have some possibilities in the in the future. as As far as less, as far as maybe future of architecture, right? You know, I'm, as an, I am became an architect because I think part of being an architect is you're always an optimist, you know, where the future going and what the possibilities are yeah. and how you can create create a better world. And like I mentioned earlier, I think there's a little bit in this, I think in any time like this, I think there's a lot of people who I think a lot of us look, you know, at our environment uh, and it's. I see so many positives and possibilities as far as maybe being more creative and maybe people, you know, how they see the world and what we can do, you know, to assist in, in their lives and make it a better place, whether it's the workplace, whether it's civic or whether it's, you know, residence is out. How maybe we can look at things maybe a little closer. Maybe people are uh, more open to looking at that as far as how do I create the environment that's going to make my world better. And I think the. the the final thing I was going to, you know, really mention was just, again, part of it. I guess I see also. I see collaboration. I see people more connected. It's, it's interesting, and, and people maybe are more in in this thing together, as far as realizing we are community and we all have effects on each other. Right, right. And I, I see that as, as such a big deal as far as you know, as us as architects and how we can, how we can assist in and creating and helping that collaboration help help more. And that's been a big thing. I think that's happened. This one, I feel more connected. Uh, my wife and I are doing you know, Zoom meetings with our family. We're <laughs> having cocktail parties with friends. We're doing maybe a lot more socializing maybe than we did before because we're we, we're thinking about how we can connect more. Right. And I think that's that can be said for for most people. Be interested in taking a poll. Do you feel more connected to your family now or before? I feel more connected to my family now.
0: Yeah, I would agree.
1: Uh, and. That, And there's also ways you can do it. Yes. I mean, it's amazing what you can do on on your computer now. I mean, it's just amazing.
0: Yeah, it really is. Uh, Well, John, thank you so much for your feedback and uh, your updates. Um, Stay safe and, um, yeah, keep social distancing over uh, in the, (laughs) you know, Sierra Nevada is over there. And, uh, and, 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 you know, uh, I appreciate you taking the time. Thank you.
1: Yeah, I, yeah I appreciate it also. Thank you for following up. I you know, I think this has been really good for me also. Thank you.